Did you know that the Postgraduate Society is having a barbecue on campus this afternoon before the game? Barbecue? I have spent my entire wizarding life specializing in the summoning of desserts. I haven't met you, but we should be friends. I am Parfait. <laughs> Meredith, you almost bump into Aldwin. We're heading over this way. Do you want to come with us? Uh, yeah. Harold has purposefully, like, walked just so ever so slightly ahead with Parfait. Um, and Harold suck. will have to be disengaging Parfait and that kind of stuff. What? Meredith likes putting other people in awkward positions. It's true. Welcome to the club, babe. And now we continue. putting other people in awkward positions. It's true. Welcome to the club, babe. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, no, I think they just got in and stole a turkey. I didn't really hear anything else about it, about anything else missing. Oh, okay. Um, is at this moment, Meredith uh, spots her good uh, friend, Lanwin, the gnome, the tinkerer. <gasps> Uh, who is currently partway through one of these good barrier clairs mm -hmm. when he spots you and like gives you like a mouthful wave. Mm. Oh, Aldwin, if you head over, like keep going with um, with Harold. I'm going to go say hi to a friend really quickly, but I'll be over there in a second, okay? Uh, sure, okay. All right, I'll see you guys in like a couple of minutes. Okay. And then she like skips over to Lanwin and is He does like, that kind of like awkward thing where he's now not entirely sure where he's <laughs> yeah. going to walk to. Oh. But he will uh, like follow Harold. You told him to go hang out with your friends, Meredith. You told him to go hang out with your friends. <laughs> That's not going to go badly for you at all. Nah. <laughs> not um, at all. Let's, let's follow Meredith as she has a chat <laughs> with Lanwin. Oh. Um... So Meredith like bounds up and is like, oh my goodness, these things are the best, right? Mm-hmm. They're so good. They nearly I made love me them. cry, Lanwin. Oh, they're just the best. Aren't they great? Hang oh on, that's a voice. They're so good. They're so good. Ah, uh, have you been? Yeah, I don't think I've seen I mean, you around the lab for a while. Things have kind of been alternating between like really good and Holy crap, I'm scared for my life. And then really good again. So, you know, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. How about you? I I have had a strangely similar experience. Really? Yeah. Uh, my my mechanical crab, it's walking. Um, awesome. And, oh, uh, mate, that's huge. Well done. Yes, it destroyed a table. Oh, it's less than ideal, but you'll get there. Uh, yes, I, I meant to destroy a target uh, next to the table, but mm -hmm. it, uh, um, small steps, right? Absolutely. Or mechanical steps in this case. Yes. Crab walked steps. 
Yes, sideways step sometimes, but hey! moving forward in the in the end. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh dear, what are you up to right now? Uh, just I was just enjoying this eclair, and now I I don't really know. I, I maybe going I to mean, get some more food. You're welcome um, to come and join us if you'd like. I was just heading over there to catch up with some friends. Sure, that'd be great. Come on, I'll introduce you to everyone. Okay. I now realize that I have created characters with yes, such a have. diverse range of voices yep. and put them all together. Yep. And jumping between Ben's them is going have to be... a conversation with himself. Um, so we now have Harold Gore, Michael, Heidi, Sigurd, <laughs> Potentia... Alwyn. Uh, Harold Meredith, Ra potentially Raymond, who's in the lurking in the general vicinity. Yeah. Alwyn, Parfait. Parfait is there. Raymond and Lu Raymond and Katya are currently um, off kind of to the side talking about something. Um, Redding and Louise are kind of off to the side singing and, and playing some music. There's like some ambience going on. A lot of people here uh, as Meredith and, oh, and Alwyn as well. Can't forget him. Um, Meredith and Lanwin uh, arrived at this group and there's doing that thing where when you start to get a group of this size it's like mini conversations happening within the larger group yeah mm. um and then an occasional like thing will get said and someone will jump in from across the other side of the, mm -hmm. the group so Harold is currently in discussion with Parfait who would you introduce Parfait to in this circle Probably the adventurers group. I feel like they would have a lot of enthusiasm for experiences overseas. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe that would give like the best chance of feeling like a welcome within the group because I think they'd be very receptive to stories and, you know, tales okay. of traveling down and and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so you, you introduce Parfait to Raymond and, and Katya uh, and they immediately are interested in this person who has traveled and, and seemingly experience some unusual events in their life during this conversation harold you will learn that this panel serpent helm has created some a, a magical device which he calls a serpent gate um, which allows teleportation between two established serpent gates there it sounds similar to magic circle from what you understand of magic circle mm. but apparently is uh, easily operated by people without as much magical ability. The difficulty being, you have to create two ends of the gate. Mm -hmm. So we'll leave we'll leave you there, Meredith. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't look like Lanwin knows anybody in this circle. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like looking around. He like spots another gnome, Sigurd, mm -hmm. and they have like a, a bit of a wave. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of like the acknowledgement of like, oh, you are also a gnome here. Um, who would you introduce Lanwin to? Probably the Barbarian crew, hey. So Sigurd and Gore, because I feel like they're the most welcoming out of everybody. I mean, everybody in this circle is pretty welcoming, but, like, I feel like Gore and Michael and Sigurd are, like, they generally adopt people mm -hmm. pretty well. Heidi is there as well. Yeah, um, Heidi would as well. So I feel like yep. that kind of crew would be, like, the best okay. intro to this particular group of friends. Yep, um, he seems to be, like... Be happy to, to meet these other people. Um, 
Gore doesn't understand any of what Lamwin's talking about with his research, mm-hmm. but is just kind of like smiling and 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 you know happy Being to generally to, encouraging. Yep. Generally encouraging, happy to meet a new person. Love it. And, and Michael is particularly interested in uh, this creation that Lamwin has been building. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to hear like more about what kind of safety precautions he's taken to keep the keep the people safe and keep the equipment <laughs> from being destroyed and things. Who is Potential talking who's to? Who's left? Or who's left? So, I mean, you could be in that event. You could be with the Barbarian group as well. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to remember who is or like who is already there because like I would be as far away from Raymond and Katya as I could be. So it's mm-hmm. that actually might be the more probably a proximity thing. Okay. That yeah. would either be Redding and Louise with the playing music or Barbarian Society. I'm probably with the Barbarian Society, to be honest. Um, okay. Probably actually having a conversation with Heidi because I don't know her very well, but like Gore seems to think she's a good person. So she's an undergrad. Um, yeah. And she kind of like was invited, must have been invited by some of these other barbarians to come along because they seem to just know what social events and free food events there are and they're kind of bring their friends. So she's a little out of place. Probably having a quiet chat with Heidi, sort of like, Mm-hmm. Again, lots of people, not her favorite environment. So, like, probably a mm-hmm. couple of steps away from the main group, but like within earshot. Okay. Heidi, um, you find out, is doing a business degree, has aspirations of opening her own business. She's not quite sure what she wants to do yet, but she has ideas about you know, power CEO. I'm just nodding and listening. Like, let's <laughs> be. And Ben, I'm just going to say, knowing my family, just nodding and listening. Mm hmm. Harold and Parfait is talking with Raymond and Katya and the Barbarians, Michael, Gore, Sigurd, Heidi, Potentia, Lanwin and Meredith are all kind of chatting around together. Alvin's kind of left in the middle of the group, not really talking to anyone, unsure how to proceed. Oh, Alvin. Hang on. Make make him go talk to Redding and Louise. They seem nice. I don't know. They were at the party. He was at that party. Mm-hmm. Meredith, you have to deal with this problem. He's your problem. Meredith doesn't recognize that there's a problem, though. She's mm-hmm. so oblivious. Um, I would like a perception check from Meredith. Okay. Would I notice that he is standing by himself? Yes. You're, you would notice that he's standing by yourself, but you don't really, like, you've sort of interacted with him it's a okay. bit. But not enough. No, no. Ba- based on what happens here, I have a thing. I'm yeah. Twenty-one mm-hmm. perception. Okay, so you do see that like mm-hmm. Adwin is like standing, not talking to anybody, and you like turn back and and chat for a bit. Like turn back to Lanwin, and when you turn back, Adwin has like turned around and is starting to walk away. Oh, I feel like when she noticed rather than turned back, she would have like beckoned him no, over. It, it's just one of those like uh, okay, Adwin's there. Turn back. Finish. The, finish the the thought with Lanwin. Right. Turn back, and then that's when he's turned around. I think what she would do would be to kind of go, oh, hang on, and then, like, um, to the rest of the group, be like, oh, one second, and then just, like, assume that Alwyn has to go somewhere. So she'd run up and just be like, well, did you have to go? I'll catch you later then, kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll catch you later. 
Hopefully I run into you again when we, you know, you're looking at some more kobolds. Uh, yeah. I'll let you know if any other shenanigans happen at our, at the college as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you, um, get back to your friends and I'll, I'll chat to you Can later. I suss this conversation? Because like, if she's turned around and legged it, I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, give can me I a, suss this conversation? Give me a perception. See how much you can hear. I'm not even really wanting to necessarily hear all the details. It's more like... Mm-hmm. I mean, you can definitely like see them. They aren't like hiding. They're they. You can see them, and you can see their body language. Um, yeah, it's it's his body language more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty, not Nat. Okay, so dirty twenty. Um, he has his like hands in his pockets, and he's kind of like swaying on the spot, as as talking to Meredith. Uh, like doing that thing where like he's he's not quite stepping away, but he's still kind of like. He doesn't know if he wants to leave right now. Is the perce- is the perception basically that potential is getting of this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, Harold's not in this conversation, is he? Nope. No. Okay. Harold's um, introducing I'm- a dessert wizard to some adventure appreciation people. Yeah. Um, can I lean over to Michael and see what Michael thinks of this? 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 So because you, you lean over to Michael and like get his attention onto the situation. Yep. Okay. Uh, Michael will like lean towards you, like looking kind of at them, but lean towards you and say, I'm not really great with like relationships between like, I don't really. Do we, do we see if he wants to come to the Mugby match? I don't, I don't do social either. I just don't, I don't know what to do about this because he does not look happy right now. Gore leans over. What are we whispering about? <laughs> uh, uh, Meredith's friend looks very uncomfortable, and I I don't I know what it's like to feel uncomfortable in a social situation, but I don't know how to f- fix that, or not fix it. I suppose just help more than anything. Gore will like will will take a moment. He will nod. I will fix this. <laughs> and and Gore just like strides. Uh, towards Meredith and Alwyn. Meredith just kind of looks up and goes, Oh, hey, Gore, how you doing? Hello, friend Meredith. Who is this? Oh, this is my friend Alwyn. <laughs> Alwyn, this is Gore. Did you guys meet before? Hello, Alwyn. I don't believe we have met. You are friends with, with Meredith? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He looks, he looks at Meredith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Then you are friends with me also. Come, he like puts an arm around him. <laughs> we will talk, and like drags him back to the circle of people. Meredith just kind of like thinking that Alvin had somewhere to go was kind of like goes, ah. Ah. and like knows Gora and knows that Gora will take care of him and it's totally fine. Um, and she's like, cool, all right. And then she turns back around and heads back to the conversation with Lenwin and the others. Okay. She has literally no idea. Ah. She gonna have a learning very quickly, love. Yeah, I know. Um, what time is it in comparison to like the game? It is still a couple hours away from the game. It's like mid to late afternoon. Um, can I can I turn to Gore and ask what time what what time do you need to be at the game? I mean, obviously with the, the mascot suiting and so on, I'm sure you need to be there earlier than most. Oh, yes. Uh I will probably be there an hour before the game, so he looks around, gets a, a feel for 
where the sun is angled in buildings. Uh, maybe a couple more hours. Lanwin will, as he overhears this, like pull out this little like clockwork pocket watch he has. Yes. A clockwork clock? Not. Is that what you're, you're trying to say, Ben? <laughs> a, a little pocket watch. But it's clockwork. Like, it is clockwork. <laughs> but it would be clockwork anyway. Sorry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> ah, Meredith, by the way, I, I picked up these sweets um, from a, a store in town. Um, they're called Jelly's Magic Beans. Oh. Uh, they apparently have potion effects. Um, there's there's a hundred really? different kinds of beans. Oh my goodness! This packet only has about six in them, um, and as he opens this packet, you see that all these beans are like shifting and changing colors. Mm-hmm. There's something about these beans that once you draw one from the packet, they they settle into a specific uh, flavor. But you oh, don't know what so you're going to get. Can you put them back though, or do you have to eat them? Ah, oh, I have not tried them yet. I, I don't, they seemed like a novelty, so I bought a I bought a packet. I mean. I'm game if you guys are. She's looking at everybody else in the... Uh, so he is going to take one out. I am going to roll a percentage dice, D100. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a nine or a six? Okay. Was it a nine or a six? It's important for us to know. Um, I, it was a nine. It turns orange. Okay. Hmm. Do we know what that means? He eats it. <gasps> Tastes like cloves. Uh-huh. He looks around, like looks at himself. I don't feel any different. You don't look any different either, does he? No, he doesn't look any different. Hmm. Nothing seemed to have happened. Would you like one? Sure. All right. So Meredith is taking one of Jelly's magic beans. Mm-hmm. Would you like to roll the D100 or should I roll it for you? You can roll it for me. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 64. Mm-hmm. The bean that he draws out, it settles into a color which looks impossibly yellow and blue, but not green. Okay. All right. Meredith is going to eat it. Okay. You watch Potentia just shaking her head like, this is yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> this is perhaps the spiciest thing you have ever eaten. Hey, Ross here. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your app of choice. While you're at it, why not recommend the show to a friend? It really helps us spread the word about the show. If you want to learn more about the world of Dungeons and Doctorates or submit questions and messages, check out dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Uh, it, I would relate it to like ghost pepper. Oh! <laughs> oh, mistakes have been made. Mistakes! Oh my goodness, does anybody have any water? But Meredith, the writing on this bag, which just a moment ago you could read without any problem, the words are fuzzy and you can't actually make any sense of them. No! Would you like to know exactly what's happening or should I make this a secret? Yeah. For the next hour, Meredith, you are illiterate. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. That's going to be something that's really going to make her feel comfortable. But 
this was my own fault. Um, given she's bouncing around complaining of spiciness, um, mm-hmm. question for you. Do, for minor conjuration, are you happy with me creating something that she can drink? Yes, you can do that. Great. I would like to conjure a glass of milk and hand it to Meredith, please. Uh, because... And she looks at it and goes, milk? What? Milk will assist with the making it less spicy. Water's just going to spread the spicy oils around the inside of your mouth. This will help. Oh, honestly, I learned it whatever. on my travels. I'm just so drink okay. it. Okay, awesome. And she drinks it and she does feel better. Because that is science and that's what happened. Because capsaicin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because capsaicin. Uh, Gore will... May I try one? Uh, oh, no, no! Takes a, Careful, takes Gore. a bean. That was literally so. Gore, hot you have to work in I a moment. Lost the ability to read. I rolled a twenty-eight. It comes out, and it is this deep maroon red. The specific pigment, for anyone particularly care, like wanting to know, is called caput mortum. Oh, he mortum doesn't sound good. He takes a bite and goes. Ah, uh, it tastes like rotting meat. How do you know what rotting meat tastes like, Gore? He's a barbarian, Meredith, don't ask. Okay. One of his arms turns to metal and hang and just like sits so like hangs down solidly next to his body. Uh Ben? Metagame question. Mm-hmm. How long is that just gonna last an do they all or do all effects last an hour? Mm, interesting. You don't know. I know. I, I know. I know. But like, cool. I'm just going to turn to Michael and be like, I'm not eating one of those, and I would advise you not to either. Yes. Uh, Gore, are you okay? My arm is metal. I can't bend it. Meredith, how long do these? Sorry, it was Lan when you had these. How long do these last for? Uh, I don't really. No, it's sort of they're magic beans. Can I so take I the packet from Lanwin, please? I just want to read what's on the packet, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so the packet says Jelly's magic beans, 100 different kinds of magical flavors, more than 100 magical effects. Effects may vary from person to person. That is an insufficient safety warning. Is there any more information safety-wise because you wouldn't be able to legally sell these as tender? Okay. Um, it, have in, I come... in, in our modern world, perhaps, but this is this is a fantasy city. That's fine. Um, is there any... Have I come across these before? Because I feel like it's one of those things that on my travels I might have seen if they are more widely available. You've seen these packets before, but you've never had them yourself. Cool. What kinds of places have I seen them sold was more going to be my... Okay, they often turn up in, like, magic stores, adventurers, where places adventurers might go to get gear, places where you'd go to get, pick up spell components and things. Um, cool. You'd have no idea who this this jelly is, but they have managed to create a, an item which is uh, sold to people all across the world. Cool. I'm going to take the rest of the packet, like which I'm holding because I'm reading it, and just be like, I think that's enough for everyone, and I'm just going to put it in my pocket because I'm like, no, no. Aww. No more. Meredith? I'm assuming it's your... only temporary. 
yes, let's 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 take that assumption and check that it's provably the case before we keep ingesting things that we don't know anything about. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, now that you put it that way, that does sound sensible. Magic is not a toy. It should not be trifled okay. with. Okay. Um, Harold, you will have spotted that Gore's arm has turned to metal. It's like a dark metal of some description. Mm-hmm. Is it zinc? Sorry. No. It doesn't look like... It, it doesn't look like zinc. Sorry. Um, it... It actually looks uh, like tarnished lead. Hmm. Well, that's not ideal gore, is it? You have to be in that costume in uh, a little over an hour. He like he still has some like he still has some shoulder control, so he's like flailing mm. this mace arm he seems to now have kind of around. Yeah. Michael looks deeply concerned. I'm sure the effects are only temporary. They wouldn't sell these if they weren't. I'm sure they would have people knocking down their door otherwise. I suppose it's all part of the fun, isn't it? Meredith says again, that was the hottest thing I've ever eaten. So hot that it, lo- it just completely erased my ability to read. And she's like finding it super funny for some reason. And you guys are a little bit like concerned. <laughs> That's not <laughs> great oh, for someone. No, it's not- Especially, is Meredith wearing her cloak? Like the the, the I think she's kind of always wearing reading her cloak. cloak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I need to feed every day with knowledge, which yeah. she has been doing because she reads every day for her studies. Yeah, so yeah. she's kind of laughing, sort of hysterically right now. Meredith, <gasps> Meredith, yes. how about in a worst case scenario after the oh. game, I will teach you something new for your okay. own benefit. <laughs> going to be bad at all. <laughs> I'll teach you a, a story from Imperium if I need to, which I know, okay. which I, Kate, know I don't need to, but like, hmm. yeah. Huh. <laughs> Lanwin, having heard that Meredith can no longer read and Gore's arm has turned to metal, is like looking over himself. Yeah. He's like, am I going to be okay? Perhaps the worst one of all is uh, is nothing happening because now you're so paranoid. He, he's like just like looking at that down at himself. Is paranoia a magical effect? Because I feel paranoid now. <laughs> um, no, not that I know of. I'm afraid. I think that's all on you. Okay, the group will return to, re- to return to some conversation, uh, perhaps over these magical beings and whether or not. Um, each person would eat them. Lanwin keeps saying that there has to be good beans in there as well. Why would they sure. only have bad effects? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I suppose it could be useful to have an arm made of lead, say. Um, Gore, Gore is like, yes, very useful in a fight. Well, and also, you know, you never know who you might need to give them to to for a uh, distraction. Let's say a distraction. But I do. I stand by. We don't play with these things. They are a tool. She's like looking pointedly at Landwin. They didn't sound dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's all right, Landwin. I'm sure it's only temporary. Don't even worry about it. Meredith is like feeling very sanguine about the whole thing. She finds it really funny. Potentia does not find this funny at all. No, I know. For many reasons that Ben understands. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, is there anything else that you would like to do at this barbecue before we move to the game? 
I assume my classmate, my office mates have moved off. Um, no, they're, they're hanging around. Um, the, seems like some of them are going to watch the game. Some of them are going to head off and do something else. That's fine. Um, I would like to take the packet of beans over towards them and just ask them if they've ever come across them because, and if they know anything about them, because clearly this is magic and, you know, I'm standing with a group of barbarians who aren't necessarily going to be able to help me with that. But me amigas might be able to. Haldora is just kind of looking at them with interest, but hasn't said anything. Um, Silbar will pipe up and say, you have some magic beans, yes. Yeah, I've had some of those. Good in a party. Uh, How long do the effects usually last? Oh, usually not longer than a day. I once turned blue. That tracks. Um... (laughs) (laughs) No, that's all right. It just obviously it's uh it's just having some effect on some friends of mine, and um, I'm just unsure. I've I've not ex- I've not had them before, so I wasn't. Uh, I've seen them, no, but they, not had them. They're usually pretty harmless. I mean, uh, one of my friends he he had some he had one, and he was able to speak with plants for an hour, um, which was harmless. But apparently, some of the plants he spoke to were very rude. I think that's more on the plants than on the beans. No, I mean, it's probably one of the f- first times they've been able to voice their own opinions and be understood, so that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my friends had one and he was able to climb up walls like a spider, so that's interesting. I'm sure, like, there are some great stuff in there, but one of my friends, uh, he had some unfortunate... Uh, I don't know if you count it unfortunate. He, he, he had a bean that was this glimmering green colour. Um... And he, he threw up gold coins. So I don't know how you... If that's a win or a unfortunate... Because it, it, it seemed unpleasant. How but about a, fin- a financial win but a personal loss? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you've met Meredith. Um, the small, bouncy, enthusiastic one. When we went to... Yes. The, yeah. yes. Um, she's She just had one that was... Uh, immensely spicy and she cannot read functionally <laughs> at the moment uh, so just wanting to make sure that she's not going to no that could have no, a serious effect on her studies it could it could i mean there are services at the university that could help with those kinds of things <laughs> literary thing uh but no that shouldn't be a problem Ren and and Rivka are looking a little concerned and Haldora is just kind of eyeing over the beans um, with an, like an unscrupulous look on her face. Turn to the others and go, do any of you know anything? I mean, quite clearly Silbar's had experience, but... Rivka will say, I've seen them, but I've never had any. Yeah, same boat. And Haldora, uh, almost to herself, just very quietly, I've had a couple. I'm going to sort of look in her direction, but because of how quietly she said it, kind of be like, hmm... Mm-hmm. Getting no response from that. Interesting. Ren? Uh, I mean, I've... I, I had... I was offered one at a party once. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I said for the next hour, I apparently spoke backwards. Fun. All right, well, thank, thank you for some information. Better than what the one who bought them had, so... Oh, well, I guess I'll... 
go over and let Meredith know that they should the effects should be temporary and we'll see where we go. Um, I'll see you at some point, I'm sure. I'm going to duck back. Okay. Uh, and Rivka will say, uh, Potentia, before you mm. go, we're having a, a, like a magic book club thing on Tuesday uh, where we're kind of getting together and... Yeah, the, uh, the academic one run by the Postgraduate Student Association? Well, I, I'm actually the one who is oh. who's running the event. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to have you come along. I think that was somewhat the plan, actually. I was talking to... Sort of looking around for where the triplets are. Uh, they, they're off to the side, keeping their own company. Uh, I was talking to Parfait about um, those three and um, suggested that perhaps that might be a good opportunity for the, them to come and for uh, some discussions to be had. Oh, okay, I haven't met them yet. I'll go have a chat. I don't know uh, anything about them really beyond that they study high energy magics. So um, just... Oh, those people always have interesting views on things. Yeah, um, so I, 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 as I say, you know, conversations, I, I'd be interested to know what they're like prior to the meeting. Okay, yeah. Um, thanks for letting me know. And I'm going to head back over to the group and just to let Meredith know that the effects of her inability to read are likely temporary. Yay! <laughs> That's the most reserved expression of like, yay, I get to read again at some point. <laughs> no, 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 she's like, woohoo! See, I told you it would be fine. Just not letting it get to you. Nope. Not thinking about it's, it. Not thinking about no, it. No, like, real life, Joe would just be like, duh! But Meredith is a lot calmer than me. Karma, really? Really? Is that the word you want to use? Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> she's enthusiastic, sure, but she's not like chaotic. Silly. Yeah. She, she she's really very like nonplussed by it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, nah, it's temporary. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. So at some point, Gore will have to head off to get suited up for his costume. Uh, Michael is going to go with him. Do you want to go with him as well, or do you want to hang around a bit more before you make your way over for the game? Um, my assumption would be, a potential assumption would be that she can't get into wherever he needs to do that, so she might head over with them with the notion of going towards the stadium or whatever just to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but not. Yeah, Meredith not will go with. Harold, are you joining us? Mm -hmm. Are you going to go and help Gore get into the suit? No, but probably just like making sure nothing untoward happens to the suit. Uh. Uh, Gore. The three of you and Michael um, are going to head over to the change rooms at the field. Um, Meredith and Potentia are not going to be allowed in. Not going to be allowed is the wrong words. Probably you won't go into the change rooms. I would not go into the change rooms, as I just said. Like I, I yes. she's, no. she's going to go over to suss out the rest of it. She's not no going anywhere near them. No stop you, but you won't. Yeah, you don't go in. Um, but... Uh, Michael is going to be helping Gore get into his costume. Um, Harold, do you go into the change rooms as well? Um, no, probably not. If I'm not actually getting changed, I just sort of stand outside as well. Okay. Um, you see that some people are starting to fill the raised seating. It's elevated seating, classic stadium seating, um, like rows upon rows of, of raised seating uh, on this Mugby field which would be similar to a rugby union size field. The field of play is 100 meters long by 70 meters wide, which in feet is it's about 350 by... feet by yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's a it's a football field. 
I feel like as science communicators, we should all know this unit of measurement. I can no no I can do it. It's it's just because it's not exactly three feet. That's the thing. So it's like, yeah. Anyway. No no, no I mean like the football field unit of measurement. Oh, yeah, the football field is such a common unit of measurement in science communication. It's like yeah, elephants and I, whales. I, I, I do pick swimming pool. I do argue with that point because I'm like. Which one? Because if you look at Australian rules football, all of the stadiums are different sizes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you see that the Ferromastus cubes, the players of the monkey match, are assembling in their red and gold uniform. You can see across the field the Thelador vampires. They are assembling in what would be their away gear, which is purple and white, um, different to the purple and red shirts you saw last night. Um, Harold, you will spot across the field your excellent perception. Some of the people from last night, mm-hmm. they haven't spotted you from where you are. You're quite a distance away. Mm. Um, but as the sun begins to set and the stadium seating begins to fill, magical lights illuminate the field. They poof, 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 turn on and the field is brightly illuminated. The Ferromastus gelatinous cube, QB, emerges from the dressing room and is as bouncy as ever although one of the sides of the cube is getting less has less pseudopod arm <laughs> waving action than the other side <laughs> uh, and michael comes out like stands with you as who you presume to be gore begins like bouncing into place and kind of like stretching and, and moving around getting into character does he have because i know that when they were going through the cafeteria he had a guide does he have is this suit different to the one that we saw in the cafeteria it is the same suit um sigurd was the guide last mm. time um, and he has not he hasn't come with you michael is currently with him um but he's he stood next to you uh gore seems to be confident i'm just thinking about up? doorways and stuff to like get out of the change room and stuff like you would guide someone onto uh, the onto the field and then michael would come up and join it sorry well, so um, you, you aren't on the field yeah. yet this is off to the side of the field still you're standing off to the side um the uh, teams haven't okay. like made their entrance into the field yet gore has not uh stepped out as qb to begin his pre-game mm. excitement of the crowds he's just kind of stretching and warming up uh, but Michael will leave Gore's side for a moment and step next to you. He had a bit of trouble getting that on, but he says he's fine. Weirdly, though, those fake adventurer costumes, they're missing too. They weren't in the change rooms at all. Huh. Did we see any of those costumes? No. I will, you saw them yesterday at the um, Beastie Burger. In the cafeteria, Burger. right? When at, yeah. at Beastie Burger, yeah. The, the, Did Gore the let fake... anyone know that they were not there? Uh, he asked me to go and speak with someone. Then um, go, Michael. He... Go and speak to someone. Okay, can you look after Gore? I, you know, I need someone to... He has a lot of blind spots in that costume. I need yeah, someone we'll watch to... him. It'll be right. Okay, thank you. Uh, I guess I have to go find someone. Uh, can I point at the mascot? Because I can see the mascot, but I assume it's mm-hmm. a distance away from me. To get inside Gore's head. To message and just be like, Michael's just delivering your message. Uh... Potentia, uh, Meredith and Harold have you back for now, like until he gets back. Uh, the m- message you get get back is, mm-hmm. oh, hello, friend Potentia. Thank you for that. <laughs> message back. Sorry, couldn't get to you. Fastest way to message. <laughs> okay. Strange hearing your voice in my head, but thank you. 
I, w I would message back, but like my brain's like, I mean, I'm not going to be there for long, but I'm just, just letting you know, <laughs> just, just a message mm -hmm. system. But mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, God's not particularly familiar with message, but yeah, I think, I think anybody who gets a message for the first time is like, oh God, what is that? <laughs> uh, so you're kind of hanging around with Gore in his QB costume um, as the stadium start to fill. You hear music playing from a band that have taken place like center but off the field uh, and they're playing some kind of big brass band type music get everyone hyped up the sun is setting fully now as the players are all kind of congregating off the field are any of you standing with gore yeah i think yeah would, would probably help yeah like guiding him along if he can't see just making sure he doesn't bump into stuff i'd probably be on people duty like okay get out of the way duty okay I need to uh, stand in front of the stands and rile up the crowds. Can you direct me that way, please? And we'll do that. One moment, I, Harold, I believe there are some Ferramustus University red and gold shirts in the change room. Can you grab one for each of you, please? I want to make sure that we're doing this right. Yes, all right, uh, give me a second and I'll I'll head back into the changing room too. Yeah, you find a, a pile of like five or six shirts. The, the Ferramaster's yeah. red and gold. The same kind of shirt that Sigurd was wearing yesterday. Mm, cool, yeah, so I'll pick those up. Throw over your shirt? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're all in different sizes as well, so you'll find some that will fit Meredith and Potentia. Yay, I was going to say, does Meredith get like a comically large one? Or? No, Sigurd had one that fit perfectly for him. Yes! So. Representation! Uh, so Harold, you'll return back to Meredith. Potentia's currently on people duty. You have to like step over to her. Present the shirt to Meredith. Yes. Do you excitedly put it on? Yeah, I'm super jazzed about it. Much easier than trying to convince someone to give give you a shirt off their own back. <laughs> it is the preferred method. Uh, Harold, do you hand one to Potentia as well? Yeah. Um, here you go, there's a, a shirt. What? For what? Um, Gore would like us to uh, just wear these as we help him onto the field, you know, just to put on a bit of a show, I guess. Right. Uh, we need to look official. Um, well, I can't put it on here, can I? So I guess we'll have to get him to a point where we can, and then I'll deal with that Did Meredith just kind of, like, put the shirt over your current shirt? Yeah. Just chucked it on over everything. That's what Harold would have done, too. But that's not pretentious style. No. But, um, like, I just... She just need to sort of step out of, you know, general public line of sight to swap over, but, like, she's, she's not mm -hmm. doing that in the middle of the street. Yeah. I'll find something. Yeah. Uh, you help Gore get to the stands in front of them and he starts his like gelatinous cube dancing around, getting everyone hyped up. Um, and people people seem to be into it. Like they, they know the gelatinous cube. He's a, a very commonly cited mascot here. Stands seem to be made up of mostly undergraduates. Um, there'll be what look like families here with their kids. Yeah. Like, this is like the university game. Like it's it's a bit, bit of a, a local thing. Harold, you will see uh, in, up on the stands, um, carrying an umbrella currently, even though it's already pretty dark, is Nikolai. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is currently seated next to what looks like a man in his 30s, um, who you don't recognize, but the man is carrying, like, holding with some respect a skull mm -hmm. that the skull from where you can see where you're standing can you can see it has like pinpoint pricks of light in its eyes yep okay 
Uh, and while they are some distance away and you, there are other people making a bunch of noise, you can't hear them. It looks like Nikolai is having a conversation with this skull. Right. And the skull is mm-hmm. animating back to him. Hello once again, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here, Ben, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at dndoctorates, and to use the hashtag dndoctorates when you talk about the show. Just like with last week, I am still looking for NP great characters I've got, but I don't have names for them yet. And if you recommend the show on social media and tag us, you might hear an NPC named after you in a future episode. So a great way to become part of the show that you love, recommend the show to your friends, spread the word. We don't pay for advertising, so word of mouth is the only way that new people hear about the show. Let people know, and then your name might appear in a future episode. I don't have a personal message to be read out on today's episode, so what I'm asking for is more personal messages from you to be delivered to the people you care about. Let us be the mouthpiece of your message to your DM, your players, a loved one, whoever. It can be me, Joe, Kate, Ross, any of us can deliver your message and we can deliver it in character. Receive a message from Gore. Or from the new character Parfait. Alanwin, the gnomish tinkerer. So send in your message requests and hear them on a future episode. If you haven't already seen, we have merch. And honestly, I think it's pretty cool. You can check it out at merch.dndoctorates.com. We've got uh, the DN Doctorates logo and the Ferromastus University crest at the moment. More things coming soon, but check it out. Support the show. All the money goes towards paying things like hosting fees. We love seeing social media posts of you with your merchandise. Keep that coming. We, we absolutely adore seeing wearing our designs. It's fantastic. And just again, that was merch.dndoctorates.com. The next episode for the show is coming out 25th of March, next Thursday, which will be the final episode in this arc. So keep an eye out for that. I won't hold you any longer. Let's get back to this episode right now. I guess uh, Nikolai is a vampire supporter, I suppose. Makes sense. Um, I don't know if it's their mascot or whatever, but he's, he's talking to some... Skull over there. Uh, skulls are not supposed to talk. Meredith, think about what just happened to you when you ate a jelly bean. I feel like there might be ways and means for skulls to... I figured that. Like, without magical kind of means, skulls are not able to talk. We've also been in the necromancy department. I highly doubt that there's that many difficulties in a skull being animated on this campus. Skulls are still not supposed to talk. It would be very difficult without vocal cords, to be be very fair. But, like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, it looks like Gore has finished um, his his performance and he's like motioning, waving over to mm-hmm. the, the group of you. During this conversation, I would not be there, by the way. I would have just like ducked off to get changed and come mm-hmm. back. So, Okay. So it's just, it's just Meredith and, and Harold. Harold, you'll spot that Gore is trying to flag down your attention. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to lead me uh, back toward the change rooms off the field because I they're about to start the game and I need to... Yes, all right, come on then, let's go, and I'll... Um, is everything I'll okay him. out there? I, I, My vision is very limited. Yes, everything seems to be going fine, Gore, so far. It's, you know, typical fare from 
what I understand. Okay. The music will change as the players take the field. It is quite a collection of people. Harold isn't really a, a sports guy, so he doesn't really... This is his first real interaction with this as well. Um, Mugby doesn't distinguish between genders, so there is no like men's Mugby team and, and women's Mugby team, it's just Mugby. Everyone has the ability to play, everyone can jump in. As everybody brings something different to Mugby, it is not your traditional football kind of game. It is much more sneaking and underhandedness, maybe? The plays mm -hmm. are much more elaborate. It's like a combo ice hockey, rugby, Quidditch, something else. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's, it is um, quite a game. But as the, as the teams are uh, lining up, you will see that Professor uh, Brian Kitt is in the middle of the, the field with one of those um, stones of, of loudspeech. Thank you everyone for coming to today's game. The first one of the season between the Thelador Vampires and there is a applause from the audience in support of the Delador Vampires. Um, Harold, you're close enough that you hear as the applause begins to dip and, and quiet down, someone from the audience shouts, Racists! And Harold will very oh. directly see that was Nikolai. Who is he shouting at? Uh, but Professor Kit doesn't stop. And of course, our own Baramaster's Cubes. And there's a larger uh, applause in the audience. And Nikolai applauds the Veramasters Cubes. Mm-hmm. Before the game, I would like us all to take a moment for those of you who, do, who are so inclined to give praise to the goddess Mezona for this game we are about to enjoy. For those of you in the, who are religiously inclined, you would know that Mezina is the goddess of entertainment, community, families, and children. I will now uh, flip the coin as tradition, the away team captain, you may call it. He flips the coin, the away team captains call it. It looks like they get it wrong, so the cubes get to pick which side they're going down first. So now that the teams are more spread out across the field, Harold will notice that the vice captain, Trayton, is not on the field. He is off the field with uh, the other non-starting players. Uh, and he seems to be giving them quite the lecture. Um, hmm. He is very clearly berating them and he is mad. Hmm. Uh, are there anything that you like to say before we keep moving on? No, I think Harold would just quietly sort of appreciate that moment without, <laughs> you know, necessarily having to say anything. Um, can I look up in the stands behind us just to sort of get a sense of who's where? Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't seen Nikolai or anything, so... All right. Um, your passive perception, you, as you, like, scan the, the stands, uh, you'll see Nikolai. He's put his umbrella away. The fact that there is a very tall, dark-haired, pasty person that you recognize up in the stands, uh, sitting next to a man carrying a talking skull, catches your eye. Harold, your brother's friend appears to be a Mugby fan. Yes, I noticed that earlier. Um, apparently he uh, isn't a big fan of the, uh, the Thelador's 
namesake. Suppose he, you know, feels it reflects poorly on him or something. Yes. Yeah. Let's just say that the where where someone comes from doesn't necessarily determine where they're going. Um. Can I? Is I assume Gore's still like next to us at this point, or is he some place uh, else? Gore is just kind of like doing like a wander around like as you're like moving with him he's kind of like wandering around doing that kind of i am alongside the game but i am not what everyone should be paying attention attention to yeah um i'm just gonna mutter to gore um what do you need from us because the last thing we obviously want to do is leave you alone but what do you need from us i just need you to make sure i don't uh walk into someone or trip over something Keep me, keep me safe. Um, my arm is no longer made of of metal, so that's nice. Well, I'm glad that those effects were shorter were shorter lived than we had worried. Yes, Ooh, Michael I and I now? had. You can read. Yay! Michael and I had some difficulty getting getting the other glove onto my metal hand, but we we managed. Is it on securely now? Are you all good? Hang on. And then both his his arms will come out from either side and gives a bit of a wave towards the crowd. Seems fine. Good. Um, I'm going to turn my attention to the mugby pitch so that I don't get hit by flying whatevers. Mm-hmm. I, the halftime show will be coming up at some point, and normally that's when I fight off uh, those fake adventurers, but I don't know where they've gotten to, and I, I haven't been able to see them. I'll, I'll think of something. I mean, if worst things come to worst, if worst comes to worst, Gore, um, we could always jump in. Or perform some form of show. I don't know that I particularly want to have a... We have Some of us have been seen... I just want to make people. sure that nobody suspects something is wrong. There are there are kids here in the stands, and, and they need to see that things are fine. It's fine. I'm sure we can do some sparks in the air and of, of firework style and things like that something just a bit different for the first game back or something just, it's a special event or, or something good that that would sound that sounds nice um don't mind this suit is quite durable so don't worry about me if you get too close with the, the mm-hmm. fire and things um harold you will spot because you're kind of keeping an eye on things um trayton is walking off the side he's walking off the field like off the side um with two people and they have you lose them behind the away teams change rooms mm-hmm. but the game is in, like, enjoyable enough to watch um is harold meredith or potential particularly getting like invested in the sport oh meredith is definitely yeah i mean given given that I, he's there like harold would definitely take an interest given that he's actually like you know, bothered to turn up for once potential is sus of this whole situation so she's like Mugby is not a sport you would have grown up with either. Nope. Can Meredith, like, try and explain the rules to Potentia, even though she has no idea what's going on? I'd probably turn... If you tried, I would probably turn back and be like, thank you, I I appreciate you trying, but it's one of those things where when you don't particularly... We're not particularly invested in something, it's hard to to understand more from a... You're, you're watching too many things at the same time. But maybe another day you can explain it all to me and we can try again but i feel fear now is not the time oh no that's fine i mean i was really just kind of trying to like talk it out loud because if i'm honest i have no idea what's going on either but i'm just getting really excited about it like it's just 
The atmosphere in the stadium is really electric. The announcer for the game as well is, is you know, really gathering enthusiasm in the crowd. Um, there is somebody up on like a, a raised platform who is uh, commentating the game, um, but from your position, you can't see who they are. They're just like, they're calling out like, oh, you know, number eight, pass to, to three, they're making a play. But number four and the vampires popping up out of the ground. What a play. Um, I'm going to turn back to the other two and just say, are you all right watching and wandering with gore? I just, I want to do a bit of a lap and make sure that there's nothing that's been put on the ground anywhere in the path that might obstruct his movements. Just stay within eyesight so you can send us a message if you get into trouble, okay? This pitch is not... Oh, it is bigger. Um, as long as I'm only half a pitch away, we'll be fine. Give or take. I think that's right. Yeah. 120 feet. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Um, so you go for a wander and try and find if it's anything dangerous. Give me... It's, when I say dangerous, that's what I'm telling them. What I'm really looking for is like anything sus to do with the away team because I don't trust the fact that they are doing what they said. Like, okay. are, are like playing the game. They're, they're, I feel like there's something sus going on because that nothing's happened to... Like, they've seen him dancing around and I'm like, but nothing's mm-hmm. happened and I don't... I don't like that. Sons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a perception roll, please. Uh, 17, 14 plus 3. Everything seems normal, fine. You don't know exactly how Mugby is supposed to be played, but things on the field seem fine, at least. Uh, the, the referees, they've been calling the regular number of fouls. Uh, they have not been particularly, you know, biased against the cubes. Um, things seem to be in good sportsman or good sportsperson-like behaviour. Mm-hmm. Including in the away team dugout, because by the time, like, if I'm wandering half a pitch, then mm-hmm. I'd probably get around to that point. It looks like some of the, the people from the away team dugout have left. There are spots that look like there were people there, but they're not anymore. I don't think potentially didn't see Trayton, so just know what doesn't know what he looks like. No. Do I see any of the three that we dealt with yesterday? Uh, you will see two of the three that you dealt with yesterday. One of them has quite a black eye, but they, they're, they're just sitting there watching the game. They look a a little miserable, but they're still, they still, they enjoy Mugby, so they're happy to watch at least until can someone I, gets injured uh, and gets subbed Can in. I just sort of mutter to, like, in their general direction, being like, I need their captain, I need your captain or your vice captain, because we need to know whether you need anything. Like, like I'm, I'm basically like, I need someone to tell mm. me if you need, like, I need your captain or your vice captain, because that's what I've been told. Do you guys need anything? The, the guy who you helped out last night, air quotes helped out last night when you when you air quotes found him in an alleyway alleyway. yes (laughs) my buddy uh Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) he was like oh hey it's you um hi no yes yeah no Trayton just stepped away um for a a minute a couple minutes ago um do you know where he is i i've been told i have to ask the captain or the vice captain that's like the thing or whatever oh i think um here we i think he took Two other guys, and they they headed to the change room. Um, you can. Am I, I allowed can to go down there, or like I just I yeah, don't know what I mean, to do. I mean, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what they're doing in the change room. I'll knock. I, I, I please wait. I'm just gonna like do that in that sort of a side way, being like, I grew up with brothers. I'm not gonna burst in there. I don't need that. I just need to know the information I need, and then I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is. I keep like even though you can see it from where you are, he just points at the change room. Like, yeah, they just they should be in there. Great. Thank you. Uh, 
I guess good luck. I'm I'm not really a mugby human. I just I'm helping out. Well, you aren't a human, so. Ha. Huh. Funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like with all of the dripping of like, uh huh, uh-huh. I've never heard that before. Hmm. Um. Cool. I'm going to message. Like I'm going to wander away a little bit and message the other two. Be like, so the vice captain and some of their friends are in the change room right now. I'm going to point that at. teams. Yeah, at Harold. Mostly because I feel like Meredith is probably helping Gore and getting way too invested in this game, given how much she tried to explain the rules to me. Meredith, she's getting swept up in it. Yeah. Mugby fever. Yes, I saw Trayton and some uh, cronies slip away. Should we uh, go have a little luck? Messaging back. Didn't Michael say that those costumes were missing? He sure did. So the game is starting to get into a half time now. Like the, the the whistle's being blown and the teams are coming back to the dugouts to like water orange slices yeah. before they go back out. I'm gonna quit because I feel like this would be like the last message I would send anyway. Message back to Harry like, tell Gore that we'll do fireworks and other stuff because we don't know what's happening with the adventurers' costumes. Alright. And I'll just say, Gore, we still we uh, we still haven't tracked down those costumes, I'm afraid. So um, I guess we're going to have to go to Plan B. I mean, I, I you know I can certainly uh, you know I have a sword. I can certainly play it uh, the role of adventurer if mm. you like. Me um, too. That could be good. Uh, I think we'll we'll do some improvisation and it will work well at this moment. Harold and Potentia see walking out of the away team's change room three people in adventurers' costumes. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to move to stop them just in a like literal moment of being like, sorry, just wait. We just, they've just had to move some stuff. I'm in my cube shirt. This is me doing the like, oh, sorry, I just need you to stop. Like, it's just one sec. The two that are kind of lagging behind the one who's taking, who was in the lead, they stop. The one in the lead looks at you and with some of the like coldest eyes you've seen in a human, Excuse me, I have a performance to give. 